0: Welcome to the Talkin' Bulls podcast, where we're open and blunt and everything else with our feelings. Um, I'm K-Dub, Kenyatta Wright, your host, and my co-host, Greg Love. What's going on? So, Greg, the Bulls just lost 104 to 103 to the New York Knicks and a thriller. We're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna get right into this game, right after this. our show, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter to get the most up-to-date Talking Bulls videos. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Jump right in and get engaged with the new and latest podcast, Talking Bulls. All right, we're back on talking Bulls. So I'm going to be honest with you, Greg, man. This was a heartbreaker for me. Um, This game, um, from the tip, I felt like uh, it was a good game in the first half. The the, the teams were going back and forth. The Bulls were moving the ball, shooting it really well. Um, The New York Knicks were all equally moving the ball and playing really good. It's a very, very competitive game. But I felt like the game got away from the Bulls when they stopped moving the ball and they started going one-on-one. When they stopped rotating to the New York Knicks shooters, the Knicks at one point shot seven for nine from the three, um, courtesy of mostly Fournier and Kemba Walker, which the Bulls did not rotate on them. Um, The offensive boards, uh, we were getting killed on those. And the bench points 23 to nine in the first half for the New York Knicks. And it carried over to the second half. And it was just a lot of, of mental mistakes. Um, a lot of rebounds that were not caught or hustled for um, a lot of easy put back points for the New York Knicks. The Knicks with 30 points in the paint in the first half as well. And it carried over to the second half as well. Um It just was one of those games where, I mean, the Bulls played against a real team tonight. They didn't play against a team that, you know, was not battle-tested and was not prepared. The New York Knicks, one of those defensive teams that you have to pay attention to and have to gear up for. Tom Thibodeau, one of those veteran coaches in the league, coached the Bulls for some time, a very emotional night. Uh, Former Bulls coach and plenty Bulls players in the building. And, you know, all in all, the Bulls gave themselves a chance to win. But, you know, um, they get a couple turnovers on the New York Knicks, force Julius Randle at, to, to, to go to the line and knock down two. He missed two shots. The Bulls are down one. And then they draw up a play for DeMar DeRozan to take the last shot. He shoots an air ball and we lose. Um, that's all I have and my reaction from that, from that result. Um, what's your opinion about this game?
1: Well, I'll say this. <laughs> I I did try to get some positive takeaways. I mean, outside of the last play, like that, you know, we can get into a little bit later. But, I mean, the Bulls did battle back, um, which, I mean, like you said, this is a, a real team, right? Like, so it was mm. a good test. Um, still caused 13 tur- turnovers, uh, so – uh-huh. positive there of course they got out rebounded again which has to change i know we've been harping on that uh-huh. and to be honest they were doing some things that uh i, I said like i was kind of afraid it was going to happen like the iso ball right. I mentioned that last podcast um you know that's that was kind of my fear when things are starting to get rough if they go back to that um but- well, I, f-
0: I felt like the reason why they started going to the ISO ball is because Tibbs started blitzing most of our pick and rolls, so it was like that he started taking away the pass because our guys were were doing the pick and roll pass, pick and roll pass to the guy that was wide open, but Tibbs did the adju- made the adjustment and took that away with those blitzes and started forcing Zach and Demar to do it by themselves, which played in our to our kryptonite.
1: Yeah, I I think the I guess the the biggest thing for me is like I I could I could live with that in stretches, right? Like mm-hmm. I I guess I don't want it to get to Russell Westbrook levels of ISO ball when you know you're starting to go one out on four. Right. I I like I said I can live with it in stretches. It's okay, um, but. I, I guess my thing about this loss is I, I can accept it, and it, I think it's all about timing. I think this is a good spot for the Bulls to go back and kind of reevaluate and look at. We'll say, you know, they went a little bit deeper into the bench today um, than they have normally. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, the rotations, I'm kind of still shaky about, like, and the. Not not anything against Caruso, but, you know, he's playing 33 minutes, basically starter minutes, right? He played as much as Lonzo did. And, yeah. you know, like other than that, let's see, yeah. A couple people paying double digits. Everybody else on the bench, we got three minutes, six minutes, nine minutes, and 33, 16, 17. And then the starters played heavy minutes. You know, thirty five for DeRozan, thirty six for Vooch, thirty three for Lonzo, thirty five for Zach, and then Patrick Williams had sixteen. Which I am hoping that you know they're going to ramp up working him back because mm-hmm. to me, like you know, even though this is a loss, like uh, I am not so sure this would be as much of an issue if they would have won. But in a loss, you know, I am kind, you know, I am hoping for more minutes out of Patrick Williams.
0: Well, this was a terrible, terrible, ter- 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 terrible game, man. And it, it, it was a terrible game from our stars, surprisingly. Um, Vooch, I'm still having an issue with how he rebounds. Um, I felt like New York got every single rebound that they wanted. And this guy, he just plays really lazy and nonchalant. He doesn't hustle for rebounds, um, maybe because of the way his body is or his, he's not that type of player. But the Bulls need some hustlers on that glass, man. I'm, I don't like the way we're getting our rebounded. I don't like the second-chance points. Those alone, those two areas alone will beat you every night. If you're not bringing the effort and you're not giving that extra effort on the on the rebounds and the second-chance points, we can't give teams second, three, four, five times the score. We can't do that. A good yeah. team, they're not going to miss repeated, repeated, repeated possessions. And we keep giving up multiple possessions, you know, and, and it's bothering me, man. Let's see the turnovers. We had 13 turnovers tonight. Um, 16. No, that's that, that's not the Bulls. The Bulls had seven turnovers tonight. New York had 13. Um, 25 assists for the Bulls, 16 assists for the Knicks. 49 rebounds to 37 for the Bulls. The Knicks had 49 rebounds. You know, it's just ridiculous, man. Forty-two percent from the field to forty-five for New York. All those three-point shots that the Knicks were taking, no adjustments, no rotating to the players. And one time they did the same Tom Thibodeau ran the same play two times in a row to Fournier in the corner. And they still didn't adjust to him. I don't I don't know, man. It's like this team that we played against, they're active on the defensive end. They don't give you anything for free. We give up everything for free. We got to be stingy just like the Knicks were tonight.
1: Yeah, I think what it is is with the Knicks defense, I mean, this goes back to Tibbs, they are consistently stingy. The Bulls are stingy in stretches.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, like, so this has to be a consistent effort. And with Vooch, you know, me just kind of thinking about when he was back in Orlando. Uh the players that he had around him to allowed him to be able to do what he does, right? Like you had a Mo Bamba, you had a Aaron Gordon, you know, you had other players who, you know, even Jonathan, Jonathan Isaac, where you had other players who are going to, you know, do those things or defensive specialists, like in Mo Bamba's case more of a defensive Uh specialist and be after the boards a lot more aggressively than Roots will. Uh So I think, that's kind of where he just settled in at. Like, oh, okay, like I can kind of, you know, I get a board here or there or whatever, like not being aggressive, trying to let it come to him. But at the same time, like, you know, like you, know, you got to realize this is no Orlando. You don't have that down there with you. Like, especially with this small ball lineup, um. you have to be that guy, that defensive guy. To get, to grab those boards and i think you know it's going to it's going to be an adjustment on his part because you look at it like okay they made the trade last year right like mm-hmm. it is kind of getting adjusted to a new team and figuring that out like and that's i guess really more so on the offensive end less than less on the defensive end. but now like knowing that and knowing like okay we do have somewhat of an idea of how we like to we like to operate on you know both ends of the floor like you got to you got to step it up man like you got to gotta be aggressive. You got to do those things. Whether it is, you know, maybe you can't grab the board, but tipping it out, trying to trying to make a play for somebody else. You can't just be relaxed and nonchalant down there. Like, because right now we don't have anybody else, right? Like, it is kind of just Hooch right now. So until that changes, right, like if they make a trade or whatever, but until that changes, Hooch got to step it up on the boards.
0: Hooch is garbage, man. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, man. I'm telling. I was talking to one of my Bulls fans through the messenger because Facebook has me blocked. That's a story for another day, but um, they had me in Facebook jail. But Vooch, I, he was missing rebounds. He was he was not like not blocking shots. He was just letting guys get easy dunks on him. Like he's just he's a liability, man. I understand people like his fancy scoring and that he's his back-to-the-back offense, but he gives up a lot. He gives up a lot as a liability. And everybody's not looking at it closely, but I see it. The guy is a liability. You know, any athletic big could just jump over him and dunk. Jump over him and I'll hustle him on rebounds. That's not what I need from my big man, man. I need you to be a presence in there, not just be big and score. Scoring is not the Bulls' issue. It's rebounding and those little things that I need. I can get scoring from DeRozan and and Zach and Caruso and a lot of our guys. And Patrick Williams got hurt tonight went down with that injury, and it was one of those physical games. And he just re- didn't return to this game tonight, and they didn't say how long he's going to be out, but he didn't return tonight. Zach has a, a ligament issue, has a, ligam- a, a, a a torn ligament in his thumb, but he's still playing like nothing is wrong with him, but they said they don't want him to get worse. Yeah. And I would prefer that he doesn't like allow it to get worse. But he was he was kind of amazing tonight. But they were the officials were allowing him to get fouled. They weren't giving him his fair equal treatment. This guy's a star now. He's a he's an Olympian. He's a gold medalist. You got to give him those calls.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. You give all these other stars shadow calls. They just throw their head back and they get fouls. He deserves some shadow fouls. I'm not saying to cheat, but if if you it what 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 qualifies for you to get calls. The guy's an Olympian. He's an all-star. What, what else do you need? He drops 30 points a night. He's a proven star. What? Else? I, I, don't, I don't get it, man. I just don't get it. And it was a fan yelling, if you can hear him through the TV, what did we do to you? Why are you robbing us? How much money do you have on this game? They was giving the officials problems in this game. The, the, the crowd was giving them a hard way to go. And I'm like, Yo, this they, yo, it was one play where Kemba Walker fouled Zach twice on a, on a fast break, and they didn't call it. He wrapped them up, pulled his arm around Zach, and they still didn't call a foul. I'm like, come on, man, that's clear as day. He fouled the guy. He even tried to foul him, and you didn't call it. So I don't know what the what the miscommunication is with the refs and the Bulls, but they're not giving us equal fouls, and we're at home. Yeah, you you treating us like we're a road team, <laughs> like we're they're on our floor. I don't know, man. I mean, I know Tibbs got a lot of friends around the league that are officials and stuff like that, so maybe they don't like the way we fired him, so they was giving him another way to go against us. But listen, man, he's in our building. I don't give a damn about Tibbs. I'm sorry. I like him as our former coach, but he's in our building. So he's going to have to work a little harder to beat us and don't just get freebies. But, you know, I'm just vetting a little bit because, man, I hate losing to the Knicks, man. Going back from when I was growing up, I hate losing to the New York, And I'm born in New York. And I grew up a Bulls fan because seeing Michael Jordan just dominate the Knicks and everybody in my city used to give me hell. Like, how are you going to be born in New York and you like the Bulls? I'm like, listen, Michael Jordan is God.
1: If you get God <laughs>
0: on your team, then I guess I'm a Knicks fan, but you can't beat that guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, is, it is certain teams that, the, these losses kind of, they irritate me more. The Knicks is one of those teams. The Pistons are one of those teams. I mean, mm-hmm. not that they are good now, but going back to those bad boy Pistons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indiana is one of those teams, you know, back in the late 90s when they was trying to give the Bulls fits. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I hope that they, they they take this loss and kind of learn from it. Well, they better
0: learn really fast, Greg, because they <laughs> got a tough schedule coming up. I've seen the schedule, yeah,
1: and I'm yeah. like, man, it, it gets it it gets really tough coming up. It got especially that uh, that West Coast road trip they got. Uh, it's a circus coming trip, up. yeah. that circus trip: Golden State, Clippers, oh. Lakers. They got Portland, Denver, and then they got New York again. Like that that that's gonna that's gonna get rough. So I think I think though I, I am glad that it's setting up in the schedule for these games to come a little bit earlier right. um, because I think it'll be a good test against some of these upper echelon teams or who we expect to be upper echelon teams. Uh-huh. Um, it'll, it'll kind of give the Bulls that measuring stick and also give AK the idea of like, okay, what adjustments do I need to make with the roster? Before Mm -hmm. the trade deadline, so you know I'm I'm hoping you know we get we get a uh... we need a
0: big man, yo. We need a couple of them that can block shots. It's simple. We don't need nothing else. We got three point shooters. I mean, tell me what else you think we need. Uh, That's the only thing I can see we we lacking is athletic guys that play the glass. And I'm talking about guys that just come in the game. I'm just playing the glass. I'm not trying to shoot. I'm not trying to do nothing. That's my job—is to protect that glass and protect that paint.
1: Yeah, man. I think, like I said, like for me, I looked at it like I—I would have liked for them to get, like I said, one of the Morris twins, somebody like that, somebody with some toughness. And then too, like if we got like a, let's say, we got a Mo Bamba or a, some somebody like that, right? Like I think yeah. that that would kind of work. But I mean, basically though, if we're looking at this roster, it's like. Mm-hmm and I am pretty sure I could guess your answer but I uh, give up vooch for whatever but you got to look at it like what 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 do we have that they really want like what what can we offer
0: like I'm you know, telling you I would give up um Cook and I would give up Dotson. We don't need Dotson, man. I Understand he's a Chicago guy and we want to keep all our Chicago guys. But we got the we got the you however you pronounce his name. I still don't know how to pronounce it. The Simu.
1: I just call him Ayo. <laughs> Ayo. Yeah, there you go.
0: We got Ayo. He's from Chicago, so keep him. We don't yeah. need a bunch of Chicago guys, man. Dotson is not needed. We got too many guards, and Cook is not needed either. So there you go. Give both of those guys up. Even You got to go to development league and get some big guys. What, Whiteside was brought from the D League? So you can yeah. find some gems in the D League that just defend, and you're just asking for defense. You're not asking for a star.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you get. Oh uh, yeah, like you got you got to kind of do do what you got to do. But I think both of them on two way contracts anyway. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know, like realistically, how much they they would actually contribute to the roster anyway. Like, I mean, I think. It, no, go ahead. You
0: said they're not going to contribute to the roster. What do you mean? I mean, oh, I don't know how, how much? They're not gonna get. They're not gonna get any time.
1: That's like. I'm just saying. I'm saying. With that though, right? Like, what? What is the appeal? What is the trade appeal? Like, if I'm a, if I'm another team, right? Like, if you got these two dudes that you're like, yeah, you can have them, right? But it's like, all right, but they're not playing for you anyway. Like, right. so why would I want them?
0: Yeah, that's true. You gotta. You gotta actually have players that show some value, so
1: right. they can
0: be using the trade.
1: So we're talking either which if you know if you do get rid of Vooch right like mm-hmm. then you also have to make up that production not that you can't but you have to figure out like you can do I've, you can give Vooch's numbers by committee that's not really mm-hmm. a big thing but like your biggest kind of trade chips are probably going to be Vooch Patrick Williams and Kobe White not that I'm saying trade Patrick Williams but I'm just saying like those are probably your biggest kind of trade tips that you have right now like if you're looking to make some moves well I
0: told so, you Kobe White is going to want to get traded I told you that but I hope not man because I, I listen especially after the way DeMar DeRozan played tonight keep Kobe White man because I don't even know how long I want to keep DeRozan man especially after that last shot we'll talk about that after the break we're going to talk about what Billy Donovan could have done differently in this game and we're going to talk about that last shot we got to go
1: to break real quick Are you looking for the most up to date news on your Chicago Bulls? Get your fix right here on the home where the truth is told. Unfiltered and unbiased. The Talking Bulls Podcast.
0: All right, back on Talking Bulls, Greg. So before we went to break, we was touching on um, – well, I was touching on uh, the last final shot, DeMar DeRozan and Kobe White, whether he should be maintained because we might not want to hold on to DeMar DeRozan and we might need Kobe White for the future. Personally, for me, I would keep Kobe White. I, I think he's a future star. I still, I think he's still young. The Bulls extended him and, and, and expressed options on him. So I think they're going to be holding on to him and Pat for the next three years. So they're with us for a while. Um, and Pat getting hurt tonight, that kind of bothered me too. He's part of our rotation. But he also needs some um, some, some grooming because he was doing some things out there I didn't like to. I think he has to get more aggressive. He's too big to be too timid and, and, and you know, a pushover. He has to actually force the issue out there. But what I felt um, Billy Donovan could have done is he should have attacked the rim more. He should have put the pressure on the Knicks to foul. And I don't think he did that. He kept drawing up shooting plays, or whether that was him or the players just drawing up their own thing. But we just continuously kept shooting. We were just passing the ball around. One guy touches it, shoot, rebound to the Knicks. Throw the ball around, one guy touches it, shoot, rebound to the Knicks. Wasn't driving, putting pressure on the Knicks. Listen, they, could, they could, we could draw fouls on them. They can draw some fouls. Like, why, why don't you go to the rim and do that? And those are the little things that you you don't even have to be a head coach in the NBA to know. I want to put pressure on these guys that they're going to file me. They only got six fouls apiece. And they're not going to want to keep on filing out. So put pressure on them to file. And the Bulls weren't doing that. Then we go to the last shot. I know you said you wanted to talk about the last shot, Greg. But me, personally... I told you before we got on air, I would have put that ball in Zach's hands and let him get go to the rim. And I would have lived with him going to the free throw line and possibly shooting two free throws or scoring it. We only needed one point.
1: So with the last shot, I agree with you hundred percent. Like I I mean that's why you have Zach. Like Zach is supposed to be that dude. Like, and you have four
0: seconds. You didn't have one second.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I mean that that's how I look at it. Like I agree Zach should have been the one to take the last shot or not even necessarily take the last shot. Make that decision. Uh-huh. Like that's how I look at it. All right. Like you said, you put the ball in Zach's hands. He drives to the he drives to the basket, right? Like
2: uh-huh.
1: you know, go up, either get fouled or maybe, you know, defense collapses, he kicks it to somebody for a wide open three, right? But like uh-huh. let Zach be the one to make that decision of what's going on. Like I get even it. if you wanted to
0: use him as a decoy, nobody on the—I don't even think DeRozan didn't get doubled on that shot, did he? No. no they're right because they wasn't threatened by him. You got to give it to the guy that they're threatened by. He can open up the thing for everybody else, open up opportunities for everyone else. It's four seconds left. That's good enough time for Zach to drive, draw the double team, and throw it out to Caruso or a shooter or Alonzo Ball or somebody.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I. Yeah, I I don't particularly agree with the play call. Like, I I don't think DeRozan would be the one taking the last shot. But I mean, we got we got to touch on you know trading DeRozan and everything. But I mean, we're we're five games in, so it's a little bit of an overreaction. But still, no, nah, it's not think-
0: it, it's not an overreaction because mm-hmm. the reason why I say it's not an overreaction is because, mm-hmm. and I don't mean to cut you off. We just going back and forth, and we're bouncing off of each other. And I'm just responding to what you just said. Um, but cool. We're, yeah, we're, we're buddies, man. We 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 do this thing together, right. this podcast. Yeah, yeah no. But no. um, I just wanted to key on what you just said. I don't think it was an overreaction because, for the simple fact, you see when we cut the lead to six um late in that in that fourth quarter, did you see Tom Thibodeau called the timeout to stop the bleeding when the yeah. New York Knicks were scoring on us, basket for basket for basket? Billy Donovan didn't call one timeout. And he didn't make one adjustment. So, in that sense, this was a long game to me where we had plenty of opportunities to break through. But when did we break through? Couple, couple minutes um and left in the game. Come on, man. You could have did that when it was like eight minutes left in the game. Y'all just trying to win the game in the final seconds? Really? Come on, man. I mean, it just – this is not Billy Donovan's first coaching job in the NBA. That's why I'm not giving him a break.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what what was up with with you know the the timeout and everything. But I mean, like with with DeRozan, I mean, like I said, we're we're only five games in. Hopefully, you know, this is just one of those things that never happens again. But at the same time. Kind of a little bit like the same problem with Woot with the contract he's got. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure nobody's taking it because only people who wanted to give him that contract was the Bulls. So I mean, you kind of stuck with him. Kind of. I like hate it.
0: to say it, man, but when when this game was going on, Greg, I was saying to myself, mm-hmm. now I see why the Magic got rid of him. No, I'm serious because, listen, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong, Bulls Nation. Y'all out here listen to this podcast. Do not get me wrong. He's a decent player. He's an all-star. But he has some weaknesses, and they're, they're, they're glaring weaknesses that you can clearly see. Watch this guy closely in replays and replays, and if you go back and watch some of these games that he plays in, he gets out and out hustled all the time down low, and he's too big for that. He's too big for that. I don't know what it is, man. He's not athletic or what, but he's really a big guy. And to get out rebounded and not be in position to to box guys out and all of that, I don't know what's up with that, man. And then he misses a lot of um, layups. He missed a lot of layups in the Raptors game. And it's like, I don't know. He's just not in regular season form. He's just not sharp. He's going to make his fair share because he's a talented player, but I just don't see the effort and the hustle in him and the the vigor and the, you know what I mean, the passion on his face and the hustle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't see that like what I see in like what Caruso and I see in Lonzo Ball, how they hustling and they go after it and they hungry, like they never had a meal. I don't see that in Vooch. I just see him just just walking down the floor. If I catch it and I can shoot it, okay, whatever. He's not. He's not engaged. He's not emotionally engaged in the game. And then he shows in his effort and he's getting out rebound and not worked. And that's not the kind of player that we need on the Chicago Bulls. We need play, players that give their all. And speaking of players that give their all, Joe Kim, the way he played, that's what I'm looking
1: for in my big man. And how yeah. fitting,
0: Joe Kim night tonight.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I think with Vooch, you know, part of it is, honestly, he came from a losing culture. In Orlando, they was trash. All uh-huh. years, they was pretty uh-huh. trash. He comes over to the Bulls, not that they are trash, but they also weren't winning at the time, right? Like, this is now starting to shift into, like, okay, we're trying to win. We're trying to build this winning culture. And, I mean, just so so many years of just kind of being able to do whatever, right? Like, all right, I'm not knocking it. He's an all-star, right? Like, I'm not wow. knocking that. But, like, so many years of just kind of being able to do whatever and it not really mattering one way or the other. Now, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, okay, well, I want you to do these things. Like, that's probably going to be an adjustment on his part, you know? So, he – I mean, I'm not defending him. I'm just, he, he does need to step I it know. up. That's got, not – You got the floor, buddy. Not, yeah, that's not a – that's not even, you know, a, an argument to say that he doesn't. He needs to step it up. Uh-huh. But it's just, you know, like, if we're looking at it, like, I could – I can see like how that mindset going in is like, okay, like this is what it's pretty much what he's been around his whole career. just uh-huh. losing, right? like if he's going out there and he is hustling like you know in Orlando, they still lost, right? Uh-huh. If he's you know if he's putting up like kind of like how Kevin Love was in Minnesota, right like he was a double double machine
2: uh-huh.
1: and they sucked, right? Like it didn't matter. Right? Like, in Orlando, he was a double-double machine, and they sucked, except, I mean, he's not nearly as good a rebounder as Kevin Love is, but, I mean, uh-huh. even still, like, he, he was putting up numbers, and they kind of, to me, they seem like empty calorie numbers, right? Like, you look at the box score, it's like, oh, okay, like, yeah, yeah, like, 20, 20 you know, let's say 20.15 boys, right? Like, uh-huh. not this game, but it's like, okay, but if you watch the game, right, like, it. It's not like it's, you know, like, oh, he scored that big bucket or, he you know, he grabbed that big rebound, right? Like, it's just kind of, oh, when it didn't matter, he's grabbed, you know, he's getting these numbers. So, I mean, he needs to step it up and figure out to, like, kind of retool and figure out his role because uh-huh. we need him to, like you said, be a presence down there. Like, you, you need to intimidate, right? Like, if you need to start going back to, you know, some of them 90s type of fouls, Like, you got to do something because
2: ain't nobody
1: intimidated to come at you, right? Like, and you not even making an effort to intimidate anybody. Like, you got to do something about that.
0: And I don't know if you realize this, Greg. Teams are drawing up plays to go at him because they know he's not – he's a weak link on our team. Yeah. If you see some of these plays, they're drawing up. They're drawing up plays that's going to the basket for big men. Every single team we play, they're drawing up plays for big men to go right at the basket. You telling me that's not a shot at Vooch?
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's what I would do. Right. Like if I if I'm looking at it and like I know that he, you know, he's not going to deter me from mm-hmm. going getting to the basket. He's not gonna make me alter my shot. Yep. Why why would I why would I not be right? Like, okay, we're gonna get everything you know, within five feet. All right, like he's not he not doing nothing. But see, this goes probably back, get an offensive board, right? <laughs> right.
0: But this goes back to what I was saying about a tourist in the offseason. I understand that he came from Denver and I understand his culture. He was a shooter as a player. The team that he built in Denver was a shooting team. You understand what I'm saying? He likes offense. I get it. But at the same time, you have to gauge, first of all, you're in a different conference. You're in the Eastern Conference. You're not in the West. You see what I'm saying? And you coaching and building up a different team. And the way that the parts, it was parts here, but when he got here, the Chicago Bulls culture is not a shooting culture. We're a defensive team. And it was clear that we needed defensive guys and we needed needed sides. Offense, we had offense last year. That wasn't our problem. There are glaring weaknesses that this team has, and he hasn't corrected that. And my thing is that, yo, I understand that you, you're, you're just a one-trick pony and you like offense. That's not going to help us against these big teams. And I said this on a couple podcasts that I've done. And But I just think Bulls fans just, they like these flashy names like DeMar DeRozan, that's fine. At the end of the day, you still got to add other pieces that you also need, like big men that rebound and block shots, and we don't have that. And we're playing against a lot of big teams. Washington—that's a big team with Montrezl. What else they got over there? Um, Gafford, yeah. our former guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, they got Kuz over there. I mean, he's bigger for the way we're built. He'd be one of the bigger they, players. So they—they they they attack got the Rams. Right. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna attack the rim,
0: and then you got who else? You got Boston. They're gonna attack the rim. You you need shot blockers, man. I'm trying to tell you, not all of these teams shoot anymore. They attack the rim, especially when they know you don't have a deterrent.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's so why I'm I'm hoping that you know either you know either they make a trade, like I said, like I don't know who you're trading, like. I mean, I, I get, like, okay, you can get rid of Vooch. Like, I get that, right? But it's not always so simple to do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But either, you know, via trade or, you know, like, either, you know, somebody somebody likes to fire on the Vooch's butt, mm-hmm. you know, and gets them. like, I, I'm cool with, like, if... You know, somebody was just like, Go watch some tapes of like some some old Charles, o- Charles Oakley tapes or uh, mm-hmm. the Davis brothers over in Indiana. And that's this, mm-hmm. you know, when people come to the lane, you need to start sending a message. I mean, because I'm if we're being honest, ain't nobody gonna fight.
2: And that's
0: you gotta catch tape. and you gotta catch the rebounds, like, it was a lot of yeah. rebounds that came off that rim that he didn't even put an effort to grab. I'm like, Really, dude, you just gonna let them just get the ball? Yeah. I'm like, Yo, dude, like, you gotta grab the ball, man, you you are center. You got to grab the ball. You're the big man. But it's like I could cry all day about this game, but at the end of the day, it's only one loss. But it hurts because it feels good when you undefeated, man. And then you get that one loss. You're like, damn, we ain't perfect no more. Mm-hmm. Now we got to go back to the drawing board. We lost. No matter how we lost by one or 20, we still lost. This goes down as a loss. And I'm like, damn, now we ain't perfect. I was looking forward to 5-0. No. But, let, man, listen, we're not kidding ourselves. It's better to see our flaws now than later in June or in March or in April. You know, it's better to see our flaws now that we can correct it as the season go along. But I'm going to tell you right now, the Bulls are going to have to correct their interior problem. And if they don't, teams are going to force them to do that. And it's it's not going to get any easier, man. The Lakers, they're big. Milwaukee, when we're going against the Giannis, you don't see the inside game being a problem. You just pick a team, bro. They're going to make us pay inside. We're going to have to guard inside, bro. We're going to take them layups away. We're going to have yeah. to do that. We're going to have to do that. It's not something that can be ignored. And we're like, okay, well, what will we we'll get at the next game? you playing against an- another big team the next game. <laughs> it's just going to be every night.
1: Yeah. yeah it's it's going to come back to bite them. Like, they, like you said, something, something's something got to change. they got to figure it out. Um, I don't, I don't know. This is just, I guess, me being hopeful. Like, no no type of information or nothing.
2: Mm-hmm. But,
1: I mean, I would hope maybe, you know, they could they could try to swing a trade for DeAndre Ayton since mm-hmm. the Suns are over there playing around with his contract. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's – I mean, that's just me, you
0: know. Then I'm going to get DeAndre in. But what I they did know. late in this game, what they did late in this game and what they did against the Pelicans – That's what I think the Bulls need to do. If they can't get size, they need to guard by committee. If you're going to give teams, you got to decide if you're going to give teams jumpers or you're going to give them interior points. Based on their strength, you're going to take either one away. If you're playing against a team that likes to shoot, force them to go in because they're not used to going in. If you're playing against a team that likes to go in and don't like to shoot and they prefer to go in, take that away. Take away what they like. Tibbs did that to us tonight. We kept trying to use things that we like. He took every single thing we like to do away. That's how you beat teams. You don't try to outshoot them. Okay, you going to shoot? I'm going to shoot. I can shoot too. I can score too. So what are you doing that I can't do? Take away what they like to do. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's why I think Billy Donovan, man, he still got a lot of work to do as a coach. I know he had a lot of experience in the playoffs, but, man, going up against Tibbs, He's a one-trick pony, too, and I think a a, a real good coach can easily beat tips, but not Billy Donovan. But when we come back, we're going to talk about Joe Kim Noah's night right after this.
1: What up, Bulls fans? I'm Greg Love, co-host of Talking Bulls. Follow us on Anchor, Spotify, YouTube. Like us, rate us, and review us. You can also follow me on Twitter at GLove89
0: step into the red target known as the bullseye facebook group consisting of over 2300 fans loyal passionate fans that really care about the bulls watch us post the latest news trades and related bulls content join us on the bullseye facebook group All right, we're back, Bulls fans. So Joe Kim Noah was celebrated tonight in the UC. Um, he was hired as Chicago Bulls ambassador, but his, his career was celebrated tonight. And I'm going to tell you what, Joe Kim Noah is a player that I felt like brought that Chicago Bulls culture back. Um, for a couple of years, you know, we had the baby Bulls era. And um, I felt like, even though we, we beat Miami in 2006 or 2007 with the Baby Bulls, I didn't feel like we had a staple and that we have arrived until we got Joe Kim, Derrick Rose, and um, that that Kirk Heinrich Baby Bulls and, and, and Ben Gore and that, that team that went seven games with Boston. I felt like that was the turn, that that was our real identity, and that's when we became the Bulls. And he just he brought this culture to this team, like never say die attitude and fight every night. And he was the anchor of our team, even though Derrick Rose was the better player. I felt Joe Kim was our real emotional leader. We know that Derrick Rose don't talk much. He's quiet. He leads by example. But Joe was the voice. Um, he was the guy that stood up to LeBron when he did that dancing incident. He was the only one that spoke up. Everybody else was like, whatever. Okay. He's dancing. Joe came that did, didn't like that and spoke up the hardest. And he's just a guy that it's, it's just, it's hard to put him into words of how much he meant to the Chicago Bulls and to see him as Bulls ambassador. Um, I know he does a lot of community work in Chicago. And it's just good to see him here. And then there was a lot of former Bulls players in the stands. Thabo Sefalosha, Aaron Gray. Carlos Boozer was even up there. Um, there was a lot of the former Bulls here. Um, Bogans was up there. Um, ben Gordon was here. Kirk Heinrich. Luol Dang. It was good to see all these former Bulls. Then you had Tony Kukos right behind him. It was like a, a Chicago Bulls reunion, in a sense. Um, it was good to see him all of these players out there supporting Joe Kim but what do you think about Joe Kim's career
2: um great
1: yeah man like like you said he he was he was a hustler he was out there every night giving it his all like regardless of you know what what his stat sheet said, like he left it all on the floor. Like uh-huh. like you said he was he was the emotional leader. He was he was the heart and soul of that team. Uh-huh. You know, like the the baby bulls, like you said, with Ben Gordon and Kirk Heinrich, like they were that while while it did start that shift from just losing to starting to win, like they were that try hard team. And you know, when D Rose and Joe Kim and everybody came in, they had the bench mob, you know, with uh Kyle mm-hmm. Corver and them boys, mm-hmm. like that, that was the shift in the culture of, like, okay, like, we are really trying to win a championship now. Like, that was that point. And mm-hmm. Joe Kim played a major role in that, you know? Like, when D Rose went down, I think at one point he, I think he finished like top five in MVP voting.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: he, he stepped up his game. And for somebody who, in the NBA, wasn't known as an offensive guy, right? Like uh-huh. he had that that funky free throw shot that like spun all weird. Uh-huh. But, I mean, at the same time, right? Like you knew, like all right, we you know we got to roll with Joe Kim. Like Tim's had to adjust, like okay, we're gonna we're gonna run this this offense through Joe Kim, and you know it worked. Like it wasn't it wasn't like. You know, like oh, we're in trouble. It kind of felt like okay, we still, we still got Joe Kim. Like you know, may, hopefully D Rose comes back soon. But we we should be okay because you know Joe Kim is gonna keep us afloat. So you know, I, I can say as as a Bulls fan, like I I'm I'm so happy he was here, man. Like he brought that hustle. He brought that that want to win. Right? Like uh-huh. like. Like you could tell that man hated losing He did yeah. like, to LeBron <laughs> yeah, yeah that'd be like and it felt like it felt like that was I mean even though the heat ended up winning like that was their rival, right? like it was good to have that nice NBA rivalry again like mm-hmm. it was like nah like we <laughs> we hate you guys like there is no you know especially in this era of LeBron where everybody's kind of buddy buddy. It was like nah, like there's none of that over here. Like you know, you, you got to come check in when you come to Chicago type thing. Like and, you know, I, I appreciate that. You know, with I'm like, it felt it felt old school. It felt right. Like it felt comfortable, and like he, you know, he 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 led that charge. And you know, I, I appreciate this time here, and I'm glad you know, all the Bulls came out to support him, and I think that also shows like. You know, just the impact that he's had on everybody. Like, you know, like for uh-huh. so many former Bulls to come out. I mean, of course, D-Rose was here anyway. And Tibbs was here. Taj was here anyway because, you know, they were playing yeah. against the Bulls. But still, like, I'm sure, like, if it was a case where they were off, I'm sure they would have showed up too because, uh-huh. I mean, Joe Kim was – he was just, an, as, just as an important – players anybody was on you know that those bulls team
0: and the weird part is Joe Kim was on that team New York team with them not too yeah. long ago so this was like he was being honored and both of his teams was playing against each other. The Bulls was his first team and he went to the Knicks and Joe Kim is a native of New York too. He's born in New York yeah. and um man uh, former De- defensive player of the year in 2013 2014. Former two-time all-star, three-time all defense. Um, and a lot of people overlook um Joe. I heard a lot of people crack jokes about him on Facebook and don't think he's like one of is an NBA history. This guy, he just man, listen, the way he performed in that Brooklyn series when we played against Brooklyn. You remember that? That was led by him and Nate Robertson? Mm-hmm man Joe Kim really showed me a different side of him in that series and that game seven he came up big
1: yeah he i, I think he showed it, it's funny like I think we kind of overlook like he he looked like Florida Joe Kim in that series right like mm-hmm. like he like people must have forgot that he was that dude in Florida too mm-hmm. so I think that that kind of series is kind of a reminder. Like, yeah, like, I'm playing this role in Chicago because we got D-Rose, you know, and everything. But at the same time, like, don't forget, like, I, I'm still that dude, you know. Because so, people –
0: because basketball fans only look at the scoring aspect of the game. They don't look at the defensive side and how that makes a difference. This guy showing you that, yeah, he was an important piece because I'm right now – I'm crying about Vooch, that I'm not getting this out of him. Every team needs defense, man. You know what I'm saying? You can't have all your guys being offensive guys. You need those defensive guys that dig in the trenches and make the difference. And he was valued by me, man, because he just played hard every single night. It was never a night that I'm saying, damn, Joe Kim, you ain't come to play tonight. I never could say that about him at all.
1: Yeah, because it wasn't it. It wasn't always a you know fill up, fill up the stat sheet type of thing. Like he mm-hmm. was out there diving for loose ball. Like he was he was out there. Dennis
0: playing. Rodman, modern day yeah. Dennis Rodman.
1: Yeah, he was out there playing. Like he, you know, he was playing for his first NBA contract, right? Like he was trying, like he was fighting to stay on the team. Well, he was one of the stars of the team. Like he played, mm-hmm. like he showed up like that every night. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, man. So Joe Kim Noah moves on. He's now the ambassador, and I think the cool thing about it is now he's gonna be with the Chicago Bulls forever. You know, what I'm saying not as a player, but you know, just as a person. And he even said now he's gonna spend more time in Chicago now that he's the team ambassador. And man, listen, if I'm in Chicago, man, I guess I'll run across him because he's gonna be staying there, man. He He's family to me, man. If I ever see a man, I'm going to agree him with the utmost respect. He left it all on the floor. He's definitely a guy that deserves to be a Chicago Bull for the rest of his life. So when we come back, we're going to wrap up the show. We'll try to wrap it up, and and we're going to give our final touches and our final opinions on the game, and then we're going to wrap it up right after this. How you doing out there talking Bulls fans and listeners? Well, now on YouTube. Find us on YouTube. Talking Bulls podcast. Join us on YouTube. Hi, right, we're back, Greg. So, what's your final thoughts on this game, man? As we touch and about to close the show out,
1: man. All right, it was, it was a tough loss. Just playing and simple, like there, there's things that need to definitely be corrected uh definitely flaws that got exposed. I hope that, you know, Billy Donovan and you know, Damar, Zach, everybody, Vooch is actually gonna go back, and look at the tape and, you know, work to correct those flaws. But I, I kinda look at it like I look at college football when you take a loss. It's about timing. Right? So like I'm glad we kind of got a tough loss out the way early. So now, you know, we kind of get that in our memory bank. So if we come across a similar situation, all right, we're not running that play again, right? Like, yeah. we know what we need to do. You know, you need to get the ball in Zach's hands. So that, you know, that's kind of my takeaway. I'm, I'm, I am I'm, still try to be optimistic about this. I'm hoping that they learn from this and they, uh, they move forward as a better Bulls team.
0: We got the Jazz next on October 30th. And uh, that's an NBC Chicago game. Yeah, so that's a, a, a local Chicago game. And then we got uh, the Boston Celtics. And then we have um, the Philadelphia 76ers back to back. Yeah. We played them on November 3rd, and then we have three days off, and then we played them on the 6th. And then we got the Brooklyn Nets. Then we got the Mavericks on the 10th. Man, it ain't going to get any easier, man. I just think these roads... Then it's
2: that road trip.
0: This is the test right here. This is the test where I'm really going to see what what women... But it's still early, but it's still like... It's like now we get to see if our record is really what it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I kind of say this too, like worst case scenario let's say you just go on we go on a massive losing streak right like i said too it's about timing right like we get if we get all this out the way early as, as the season goes on we can it's not such a hole that we can't dig ourselves out of hopefully we don't need to hopefully we can win majority of these games you know but you know if not like i'd rather get it out the way early kind of take these bumps and bruises early and then you know kind of cruise the rest of the season
0: yeah, so Derrick Rose, um, he had 12 <laughs> points tonight on 19 minutes, 5 for 10. He even got an MVP chant from the Chicago fans as he was at the foul line. But I think that happens every time he comes to UC. Right. Bulls fans miss that guy so much, man. Right?
1: Yeah. yeah, man, he loves some D-Rose. That's, that's never going to change. Mm-hmm. Even throughout all the whole, you know, ACL thing and him, will he play, won't he play, like even, you know, throughout all of that. Like it, it don't matter. Like he 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 is Chicago. He he is the Chicago guy. Like we talk about Chicago uh-huh. guys. but like, he is the Chicago guy. Like i to bring him back. Try to die with him <laughs> regardless.
0: Six points and six rebounds for Taj Gibson in 19 minutes. Another former Chicago Bull, yeah. Julius Randle with 13 points and 16 rebounds. Man, it seemed like man, he was just throwing his body in there. Three for 11 from the field, but missed those yeah. two late free throws. Man, oh my gosh! I actually tried to give the Bulls a chance to win it until we that final shot. Man, oh my gosh! I, I think I might have a nightmare about that final shot. Man,
1: it didn't even hit no rim. Oh my gosh! I mean, but I hope is
0: still in the gym right now and taking some shots. Man, listen, that's – I I can't just hash on that, because we're going to go into another whole dialogue, man. <laughs> but that but that shouldn't have been the last shot, man. I, I couldn't believe they drew that up. But, you know, you live and you learn, you know, a, a tough loss to a rival, you know, and um, I'm not going to take this well. But, you know, on to the next one against the Jazz – um, another great team that's playing really good and playing team ball like the Bulls. Another big team, Rudy, Rudy Gobert, and yeah. they got some big guys they over got, there. They got
1: some side too.
0: They still got favors too, right?
1: No, favors is it's gone, and, yeah. He is in OKC.
0: Oh, okay. That's a good squad, man, over there for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. well,
1: okay.
0: well, Bills fan, that'll wrap it up. Um, Sorry for the loss, man, but now we move forward 4-1. Uh, I believe we're still at the top of the East, if I'm not mistaken. Third place. we third place in the East? Yep. Just like that, dropped. And you got to fight our way back. Well, that's all. Um, go Bulls, Chicago. Let's move on to the next game. Good night. Let's go Bulls.